This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, Happy Hour listeners? I'm one of your hosts, Becky Kufrin, and unfortunately, Michelle is out sick today, so I thought it would be fun to bring in one of our favorites and one of our, how do they say it in the reunion, Bachelor Nation royalty. I still go, I still refer to you as that. grocery store Joe. <laughs> just, when we get referred to as royalty, it just allows people to just oh. tear us apart. I'm just like, please I, stop doing that. I said that last night watching it with Thomas. I was like, I hate that. it makes me cringe. It's like well well, in your case you are royalty because you and Serena were prom king and queen last year. So it's fitting for you. Well, in my head I'm royalty, but I don't want pe- other people to think that. No. It's <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's rough to hear. But it was um it was fun being there. I I enjoyed it. I thought the energy level, it was pretty heavy in there, but I still had fun uh being first first row for the drama and i'm happy to be here on happy hour with you oh i'm so excited to have you here not only because like you said you were at the finale but you also and this didn't make it because there was so much drama and everything else happening but you and serena actually made it down to the beaches of paradise you did have a little cameo during the finale week they cut that and out we unfortunately didn't see yeah um, well, you know, I was, they cut out a lot of what Thomas and I did the week before too. So I get it. I just, I said that it's cause we, whatever we were saying was terrible, but I'm just going to pretend it's because of all the drama that took over. But there was, it was interesting. I feel like the first episode this week, like not that much happened. It was obviously like the make or break week where couples either stayed together or broke up, but the finale was unlike anything we've ever seen before. So let's get into that. We're going to have the one and only Wells on to get his take on everything that we saw too very soon. But before we bring him on, Joe, catch us up on life. We haven't had you on Happy Hour since you have been a married man. Yeah, well, actually, last time I was here, I was engaged. Now I'm now I'm a married man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, everything's good, though. How wild. Yeah. 
Yeah, very wild. I saw, um, I forgot what Bachelor account, um, fan account posted it, but there was a photo of you, me, and Tia, and it's like, let's take it back. Who would have thought that <laughs> Fekka is engaged, uh, prom king and queen are married, and Tia has a baby on the way? Like, wow. Hey. Wow. There was something in the water last year of paradise. We're all doing it right. Yeah. It's I know. I think was it the picture of us all napping together? Uh, no, but that would have been great. But there, there is that uh, picture too. That's still my favorite. Oh my gosh, so many fun memories. I like. I love you and Serena. Every time we're together, I just you guys are so perfect for each other but i was shocked when i saw that you guys got married i knew it was coming you know like serena and i have talked about plans but but i saw the photos and i was like joe didn't even dress up for this what as bougie as you are (laughs) well we wanted to we we wanted to downplay it um because we do want the ceremony that we're going to have next year to be like the big thing but we still wanted Mm -hmm. to we were excited and we wanted to get married and we just went and did it and it was actually honestly it was a lot of fun it took a lot of the pressure off um yeah and now we could just plan on having a fun wedding and we have decided that we're going to do Charleston, South Carolina. That's where we're getting you married are. again next year. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What What made you choose Charleston? Where are you guys getting married? That's um, a great question, I don't, Joe. We, we were just between, I don't know, we were just between, like, we wanted to do destination for everyone. Most of our friends and family are Toronto, Chicago. We have some in New York, some in California. Um but we wanted to go somewhere that's warm, and we just figured, like, South Carolina is easy to get to for majority of the people. Sorry for people in Los Angeles. It's not. Um, and it's just a fun— Yeah, what the hell? It's a fun, Cater to me, Joe. It's a fun little city. It's it's a great little getaway. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And they got good food. Such good food there. I've only spent a day in Charleston, and I fell in love. So, I'm—hey, I'm all for this. I better I better get that invite, Joey. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Chicago. We're going to Chicago. So uh, Canadian Thanksgiving is actually a month beforehand. So it's in October. Yeah. So we were, so we're, Serena and I, we just do everything twice, I guess. We, we're basically. It's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, but we're going to Chicago. We're going to go to my family's for Thanksgiving. So I'm excited. I haven't been back there now in like almost three months. So I'm excited to go back. Oh, yeah. that'll be so nice. I really, Thomas and I always talk about like wanting to go visit Maury and Kenny. So we should plan a team trip back there for a long weekend at some point. Yeah, let's we do it. Love, 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 love Chicago. Okay, Joe, let's talk about this finale because, like we said, it was a very interesting one. I feel like there's way, way, way more that went down that we will never see. And you luckily were there. So I can. Pick your brain a little bit on it. Like, what is some of the most wild shit that you saw on that stage between any of the couples? Okay, well, I mean, I mean, and I'm, we'll get into it, but the Victoria, Johnny, Greg situation was by far the most wild. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. being there and then like knowing all of them and just like rewatching it and seeing the way it went down. But anyways, that was that was that was the most wild. I was surprised, even though I knew because I had saw her in Chicago. Um, but I, Tyler, and Brittany, I was surprised that they ended it the way they did. Mm-hmm. Right. That yeah. Oh, totally. That seemed very abrupt too. And I feel like, and maybe this is just how things were kind of pieced together. Like I feel like there wasn't even really. A reason why it was like we were together we met each other's families you know she started traveling and and that was kind of it i i will say i understand relationships don't work out right like i get that we've all been there through a a, well you and i through a public breakup but i guess i felt for tyler like it seemed like he still didn't have the closure he needed is that the vibe that you got when you were there well, yeah, and, and that's how it, and that's how it seemed to me. It's kind of obvious. Like, I think Brittany just got home and was like, "I was really into this guy, 
in the setting, on the beach, in the moment, and I don't, I don't really like them. I'm not that into them, and there's no easy way to go about it. So I think, yeah. I think the breakup was seemed to be kind of sloppy, um, but. Okay, so this is something that I've said before, and and maybe it's just kind of like reading the room or reading people's vibes. It it feels like there are multiple couples that were on that beach this year, oh, every year, I guess, that they there's like a certain excuse or like things are trying, how do I want to word this? Like the way people end things, I feel like isn't totally direct. And sometimes, at least just once, I wish there was somebody who's like, look, you're a great person. I'm just not that into you. Yeah. We never hear that. And that's, I think, the case in a lot of these relationships. I feel like that was the case maybe with Eliza and Rodney, with Brittany and Tyler, some others, where I just I want the bluntness at one point in my life on this show. Yeah. I, and I think it takes, I think it takes a little experience. You know, I've done it twice now. And when I went back the second time, I was very upfront and honest with Serena the whole time. And that kind of opened the door for communication. So we were always like, we had the conversations about like, how do we really feel about each other? What do we want to do after the show? How are we going to actually make mm-hmm. this work? I don't think a lot of the couples, I think they shy away from having those conversations because they're scared their love story is not going to make it. And then they go out in the real world and they're like, oh, fuck, we should have had those conversations because now it's not yeah. now it's definitely not going to last. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what happened. You know, and I was lucky because I, I did get to do it twice. Totally. Yeah, no, Joe, I completely agree. And I'm sure you went into your second time around on Paradise with a completely different mindset. You knew certain conversations that you were going to have to have early on. And that's that's because we were lucky enough to do it again. And yeah. I, I think like when you first go on the show, you're kind of blinded by everything. Like It's, it's all new. You basically are, are on this vacation with your friends. You get free food, free drinks. And it is height like this, like the sense of like finding a partnership and love is heightened. It's not a thousand percent realistic to go in and be like, oh, it's going to be smooth sailing after this. Like you really have to go through life outside of the show to get to know somebody. And I mean, you and I have done it. So we knew, but not uh, most people coming on this show don't have that, which I kind of wish there was like a little checklist going in of like, make sure you're talking about X, Y, Z before you find yeah. a partner that you want to leave the beach with definitely it, it, and um, i think and i i think a lot of people and i'm guilty of this too like you get casted on the show and you're like oh sure like i'll fall i'll i'll fall in love if it happens but i don't think it's going to happen but i think you truly have to want to be in a relationship for this show to work Mm-hmm. That's that's like the biggest thing because I think a lot of people go on this yes. show and go on Paradise and don't necessarily know if they want to actually be in a relationship. They're just like, oh, I'll fall in love if it happens. Mm-hmm. So I think. Oh yeah, you have to still be willing to put in the work and the time. Yeah. And and like most people have seen, it's like it's not an easy relationship where you can just pop in your car and drive five minutes away to see the person. It's like across the country, you have to make time an effort for somebody else if you're willing to commit to them. Yeah. Which I think that's the hardest part for most couples coming out of the show. So when you bring up wanting to actually be in a relationship, let me get your take on the Kate and Logan situation. Because after everything is said and done, and we've seen this entire season play out and their ups and downs, it seemed like Logan genuinely wanted to be in a relationship. And I'm not quite sure where Kate landed. What was the vibe on that stage for the finale with, with the two of them? Yeah, it just seemed, the vibe seemed like the same vibe that they had on the beach where it was just like, it was really, to me, it just seemed like neither of them were that into each other ever. And their relationship was built on bickering back and forth and why they aren't good for each other. Um, so honestly, it felt like their whole relationship to me felt just like a waste of time. Um, and when, what was the name of the girl that walked down late that Logan seemed Laura. to be into? And then, 
No. Oh, um, Lindsay. 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 Logan was into her. It seemed to be into her. And then Kate said, like, don't go. But I, to me, it just seemed like Kate just didn't want didn't want it to work with him anyway. So just he should have just went. I, I wanted Logan to stand up for himself sooner in that relationship. Because mm-hmm. to me, it seems like they both just wasted each other's time. Yeah. But I like, you know, if I guess if there's somebody that would have been like a handsome, rich man, Kate would have probably been more into him. Um, but Logan, the whole like him not having money thing, I just felt like that was hit over the head too many times. And I was really just like, this is just brutal to watch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like, Kate, you, you, you wanted a certain partnership. You wanted certain attribute, attributes in a partner that may be coming on the beaches of paradise. You're not going to find yeah. At this point in the That's, game. But, yeah. um, oh, I was going to ask you about, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you since you were there. So we had Rachel on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and I know she was at the finale too. And we had asked her, like, who had surprised you? Who really stood out during this finale? And she said, Eliza. And basically the conversation with her and Justin and Rodney. Was there anything... That, like, we really missed as viewers from the finale that took place between the three of them? Because I feel like it was kind of brushed over pretty fast. Yeah, we didn't see any of of her and Justin. Um, And I think the reason for that is because they didn't work out. And she went back to Baltimore to see if it would work. They clearly weren't on the same page. Um, And I feel like that was the same vibe I got from them at the reunion that they just weren't like, it was just not going to work. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think we missed, I don't think we missed much there. Were you surprised when she, and not that she asked Rodney to give it another chance, but made the comment of like, I think we could still work out and be in a great relationship. Was that shocking at all? Uh, No, it wasn't. I don't, it wasn't really shocking. I, I think because Justin, basically said no when she went back to Baltimore. I think she was kind of like, well, in spite of Justin, like I should have chose Rodney. And I think that's where it came from. But I don't think Eliza and Rodney would have ever worked out. It looked like they would have, but she she was clearly into Justin at a, a point. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a sign right there, in my opinion. Uh, man, I've said it <laughs> said it before and I'm going to say it again. Rodney should have been Bachelor. But um, okay, let's talk about one more couple that obviously stole the show. They stole everyone's hearts. The one couple that got engaged and I think will make it down the aisle and that's Brandon and Serene. They seem just so freaking cute, so in love. And I, I think that they're already making plans to like be together, move in together, make this work, which I love to see. So any predictions or advice for the two of them? Uh, And I talked to Brandon a little bit after the show. Um, And my advice to them is just enjoy each other's company and have fun with it all because it is a great time. Like this shouldn't be difficult. And if it is, then you guys have to go back and figure out why. Um, But yeah, have fun with it. And there's a lot of, you know, we've watched, you know, I've seen this show now. I've watched so many seasons now. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, we go from never watching the show to watching it every, every day. To knowing way yeah, too much. Yeah, I, I just know way too. I'm a freaking expert. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, there's certain relation, you know, couples at the end of, if it's The Bachelor, or The Bachelor at Bachelor in Paradise, so you're like, ah, eh, I don't, I don't know if they're going to work. Like, I would, would bet a lot that Brandon and Serene will work out forever Mm -hmm. i I really Mm -hmm. think that and i think that's a great thing and i think that's um what it's about right right i agree okay well joe it's so fun recapping this with you and just picking your brain and getting your side of things but we also need to bring on our guest because he lived through it all he was the storyteller the bartender the host at times he's just the jack of all trades so everyone let's welcome wells to happy hour Wells, we're so excited to have you back on Happy Hour. I think the last time we had you here, 
was last year for paradise. I want to say, so it's been a while, but since then you've lived a full life. You are a married man. How has newlywed life been? Yeah, it's been 84 years since I spoke to you last. Uh, 84. Everything has been great. Yeah, I got married. I got hitched. Uh, Joe was there. He saw it happen. So he can was. he can attest that I did, in fact, get married. Um, we went, went on a honeymoon. We got COVID on the way back from the honeymoon. So that was oh, fun. No. Yeah. Um, and all the while, I... Uh, I filmed obviously Paradise, and then I have a new show on Hulu called Best in Dough, where it's a pizza cooking competition. Mm-hmm. So, well, fingers crossed, we get a season two because when you get Joe on that show, I, I was going to say get a sauce. I know exactly. It's exactly what we said. Um, and I so, want to yeah, be I, on it. I, I've, I've, I'm watching it, and I really enjoy it. And I think I would crush personally. Yeah. Well, I think that. Um, I mean, you can come and cook if you want, but I feel like you'd be a great judge, like a celebrity judge that comes in and and talks about. Chicago pizza and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that even more. It's it's less uh, less pressure being a yeah. judge instead of cooking. <laughs> and then you just get to eat good food. Yeah, and you'll get paid no matter what. Like it, you don't have to win the cooking competition to get some money. So that's what's important. I would love Pay to me, be baby. a handler. I would love to be a handler on this show just so I could like be behind the scenes, take care of you fellas, and then get some good food. Yeah, I. Uh, I gained some weight doing that show, not going to lie. I uh, I weighed myself on day one of filming, and then after, you know, two weeks of doing it, I had I put on a couple LBs. But you know what? That's Hollywood, <laughs> baby. Anything anything for uh, for the show. Well, you look great. I got a, I got a question before. I got a question before we get into it. Uh, your honeymoon, was that your full honeymoon? Because I remember, I thought you said you were, like, doing, like, a two-part honeymoon. Like, you can only go away for a few days, and then... And then, like, you were going to do a longer one? Yeah, so we got married, and Sarah still had to film, like, the after show for Love Island. Um, so we couldn't leave the country until that was done. So okay. when, so when we got married, we spent, like, another day at the estate where we got married, which was nice. And then we went up to Big Sur, which is close to where I grew up, and it's, like, a place that's, like, near and dear to uh, both of us now and we stayed there for a couple days then went to Santa Barbara she filmed her like uh, the the after show for for Love Island and then we jumped on a plane and went to the the Maldives which I gotta Ooh. say real nice you know real nice uh, there- two thumbs up for the Maldives how long were you there for because I feel like it's such a long flight to get there and it's so remote that once you're there it's like you want to spend at least two weeks on an island Yeah, so it's a while. It's like we had to fly to Doha. Um, So we flew there. That's like a 16-hour flight. And then it's like a four-hour flight to Male. And then it's like an hour boat ride. So, yeah, it's like a full day of travel um, and then another travel day back. But we were there for eight days. Um, But I have a weird thing where I have a threshold for vacations. This is such champagne problems, I'm about to say. But it's true. Like I can really only do five days of vacation before I start losing my mind. I'm like, I need to get home. I need to get like back in my routine and I need to go right. on my workouts and I need to eat and cook my food. Uh, so after day five, I was like, I got it. It's beautiful. Well, the drinks are amazing. But, and it's, it's, it's stunning. I mean, that's where we filmed my finale for the show and it's so beautiful, but there's only a handful of things you can do, right? Like I'm sure you biked, you might've golfed, snorkeled and that's really it, right? Yeah, no golf. But and what's great is, yeah, we had all the these bicycles, which is super cute. And if you go watch, I think it's all my TikTok. Um, Sarah cannot ride a bike. So uh, so we got she just never learned. Yeah. Like in I mean, which is crazy because you grew up in New York, which I feel like everyone rides bikes in New York. But like she just took the train. So we got her a, a kid bike with um, with training wheels, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, uh, she just rode. The, and l- luckily, she's little, so she fit on it. But uh, if you want to go watch it on my TikTok, <laughs> it's hilarious. We were riding bikes, and she was memorizing plays on Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. She, she had a full time job. Yeah, uh, she was making money. She's are either you guys wa- are either you guys watching White Lotus? No, I'm not <sighs> yet. Well, it's a good show, but season, is that the one with the the new season? Yeah, it has a new season, but like, like watching it, 
I like don't want to have a honeymoon because it's so fucking <laughs> depressing. They like make it so depressing. I'm like, oh, but no. Well, well I, I, can, I, I can confirm that honeymoons are pretty cool. You, uh, cool. you eat really, really well. You drink a lot and then you get to do the sex, Joe. And that's nice too. So <laughs> love doing the sex. <laughs> the sex. Wait, yeah, Joe, now that you're officially married, do you guys, I, I know that you're planning a big wedding for later this, well, this next year, but are you guys going to do a little honeymoon before then? No, we're going to do the honeymoon after the ceremony that we're going to do in September. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Wells can prep you by by then, you know. Yeah. Get I you ready. It. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you say you have a threshold of five days on vacation. Obviously, paradise is different because you're working, but you're there for what? a month and a half or at least. So how do you not go crazy when you're there or do you? I mean, yeah, I think everyone goes a little bit crazy. Uh, I think both of you guys can probably attest to that. Um, for me though, it is, yeah, it's very much like work for me. So I, like I, I go and I clock in and I, and I bartend and do all the interviews and stuff I got to do. And then, you know, I think you guys remember last year I did, it was similar. I did a lot of night shoots. So I'd mm -hmm. kind of like leave at like three in the morning. Um, and then I would sleep until like one and then I'd like go on my run and eat. And then it would be like, okay, time to come back to work. So it was just kind of like a, like a, it just kept going. Um, so it's not really like a vacation for me per se, but, right. uh, yeah, it's, but I love that gig like it's so much fun um to see it all go down and then to watch it back again be like oh yeah i forgot about that you know mm -hmm. brings back all the old memories yeah well so we were raving about you because i had thomas on pot this podcast last week like people i think when they see you they're like oh wells has the best gig he's just showing up to bartend but you do so much more like you said you're doing so many more night shoots especially last season too when we didn't have like a full-time host you you would come in and host rose ceremonies even when we were with you for the sadie hawkins dance you hosted that entire night you didn't leave till what 4 30 in the morning you're basically yeah. always on the clock yeah uh so much of my good shit gets cut it's really quite depressing like this after <laughs> this after show i they had to call to tell me hey so because i did like four or five like kind of like segments uh, and they were like, ah, so we're going to cut all of the stuff that you did. And I'm like, why was I there all day? Such a long day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that um, the Sadie Hawkins dance was hilarious because, um, you know, the big thing is like superlatives. You want to find out like who is the, the best kisser and who is the cutest couple. And like Joe won last year for like prom king prom and queen. King and queen, yeah. 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 He's, he's like, I still have the crown behind the face. <laughs> big deal. No. <laughs> No, no big deal. Um, and so, you know, they were like, you need to stick around because you need to announce like the, the superlatives. And then it just started to like go off the rails real fast. And everyone was like falling asleep or leaving. And so they're like, you need to stay because we want the credit roll shot of you like announcing the winners and no one being there. And I was like, you know what? That sounds really funny. I, I will, I'll stick around for that. But I remember that night. You were there, you guys were there with me, and then you bailed out like four hours mm -hmm. before I even got to start filming like, that. Yeah, we left at like one or one thirty. I was like, I am 32. This is way past my bedtime. <laughs> they don't need me to announce anyone's name because we knew people were leaving. Like, we knew Andrew and Justenia left. I'm like, I we just got to go. Wells has this, but yeah, th you they filmed so so much, and I feel like a lot of the good parts, if they're not dramatic part you know part of the crazy couples it doesn't get included um so this finale well the reunion that you were at joe you were there too so you can both kind of talk about this but for me as a viewer i felt like there was so much that we did not see like it felt like everything was so crammed into the two-hour reunion and like what was the most wild part that wasn't even aired well there was a lot we didn't see because it was filmed for 12 12 hours yeah, I mean, well, selfishly, the the most fun thing we did was um, this game called Nectar or Not Nectar, um, and I it was like a game show where I asked the cast like if something was nectar or not nectar, and then they had to all like decide what was nectar or not nectar, and then Aaron got to be the one who decides who was right or not, and it was hilarious because Aaron is like the funniest freaking guy. He he's got that you know that like whoa, bro thing. Um, so you think he's stupid, but he's so quick 
it's just like this weird ad- affectation that he has in his voice. And I was like, he's like, could be a stand up comedian. And so I was so bummed that that got cut because it was really, really funny. But obviously, the vibe of the show was a very, very serious one with the whole like uh, Victoria and Greg, Greg. thing. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, you know, usually when you go to those after shows, there's a winner and a loser in those things. I mean, I think maybe no one's a winner in, in the situation. Um, but like Kate and Logan, it seemed like Logan was like the winner in that. Like he, he kind of looked better than Kate did for the whole, for the whole like Victoria and Greg um, of it all. Like everyone just looked bad. And I, I felt sad about that. Yeah, that was watching that. That was whew. That was yeah. rough, but I will say being there, it was like it, the most of the cast, like nobody was smiling. Nobody was happy. Like I remember, you know, doing Paradise the first time in the reunion show and it just was a different vibe. Like even though people didn't get along on the beach, everybody was happy to be there. Um, Wells, would you say this was, I mean, to me, I thought it was the most serious reunion I've ever seen or yeah. been to. I would, I would agree with that. Like, and that was one of the reasons why I was bummed that like a lot of my stuff got cut because it felt so heavy that I was like, we need some yucks in in this whole thing. You know, like we need to remind everyone that this is a fun show and like, this yeah. is, you know, um, a s- silly one, but yeah, it was definitely, I, I hate to like do like the bachelor nation cliche, but it was like definitely the most dramatic one we've done. And, uh, I think that's a fair statement, but it also, I do felt like to the everything that was included from what we saw for as a viewer standpoint was very like kind of cordial too. like from what we heard when it was actually filmed it was pretty crazy it was wild people were going to add it but like the bits that we saw it seemed like Aaron and Genevieve basically said like the right things like you know, we both take blame we wish each other the best Kate and Logan kind of like had their piece and same with I would say Rodney and Eliza, like it didn't seem like anyone was really still going at it, which I guess I expected something completely different. And I wonder if it's because it was so heavy with that Victoria, Johnny, Greg love mess. Yeah. I guess maybe everything's relative. And then, so when you think of like your problems, then you watch the, the, the Greg Victoria kind of BS. Then it's like, maybe, (laughs) well, let's just call it what it is. That was fucking nuts. The yeah, whole thing, the whole story, <laughs> watching it back, Greg coming out. I was like, yeah, this when is, they had, this when is they intense. Had Greg there, I was like, why didn't Greg just go on to paradise? Like what? I, I guess I was confused with that. So do we know like timing of anything? Because it made it seem like Greg, or not Greg, well, not Greg and Johnny. Victoria and Johnny were only together for what they said three weeks, I think, after Paradise, and then that's when they called it quits. And Joe, you might know better because you did the podcast uh, with Nick and and Victoria and Greg after the finale, right? After that was all filmed. No, I didn't do a podcast with them. I thought you were with don't them. T- don't take me down this. Don't take me down this <laughs> dark were you path. On, was it? Was no. okay, it the so- podcast that broke Bachelor Nation that everyone's like, "Oh my God, Victoria and Greg are together." No, it was after the reunion show, Nick had invited us over to dinner. So we went there and Victoria and Greg were also there and we had dinner and Nick had filmed a TikTok, put together a TikTok. And then okay. um, that was the one that like spread like wildfire. And of course, there's me just going like this fucking goofy <laughs> smile. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. um, like I didn't sign up for this kind of dinner party. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was intense. Well, okay, yeah, so I guess my question is, this is a good question for you, Joe, because you've lived through Paradise a couple seasons now, and you you went through kind of what I went through last year, the first time around, where you and Kendall broke up, rekindled afterwards, dated for a while, and then when you and Serena went on, obviously you guys had the best outcome where you got engaged. Do you feel, knowing how hard it is, that transition off of the beach, back into the real world and trying to make a relationship work. Do you feel like they gave it a fighting chance or do you feel like 
things got hard and they kind of just threw the towel in and they're like, that's it. Let's move on. Well, I have to say that I think it should be very easy after the show. And for me, it was extremely with Serena. It was extremely easy. Um, and it was just a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. Um, and I feel like if you don't get that right away, you're, you're kind of doomed unless, you know, unless you both really put effort, but it's all about the effort you're going to put into it. Cause it's not easy. You both live in different States. You're really not supposed to see each other unless you do the set up happy couple weekend. So, um, but yeah, like for me, yeah, it was, you know, we're that couple, like we never fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was just really easy. How could you fight with Serena? How could you fight with Joe is the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. So, Wells, I'm interested to know if any of these couples, I guess not even from this season, but any season, if they ever reach out to you post-filming to ask for advice or to check in, like, are you, I, I feel like you're always there for people who need it, but does anyone check in with you to say like, hey, what did other couples do? Or like, I need advice in this situation. After the first season of that Joe did a paradise, he called me and asked me for advice. I remember I that. Were the first person. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Uh, and I gave you advice and you didn't take it. And I think I was right about that. But say la vie. Uh, <laughs> you give me advice that I now pass on to other people that ask me for advice. Yeah. What Do they Wells take it? Does anyone good. take it, Joe? Uh, no, they definitely have not taken it. But it was good if, advice. If we've learned anything from the six years of Paradise I've filmed, no one takes my advice. And then they all are like, I should have taken your advice. That was stupid. Uh, to answer your question, though, like, yeah, obviously every year there are like relationships that um, are stronger for me than uh, than other ones. Like Joe um, is a good example of that. Like they didn't we didn't see it a lot last season, but Joe and I did a lot of like guide chats um mm -hmm. and like heart to hearts and me giving him advice and and kind of back and forth um, which is by the way not to cut you off but is a shame that they never showed some of it because it was gold it was great tv but go ahead Wells. it was gold um <laughs> and then you know this for for me this year it was michael um he well we're the same age so like we have the same bad jokes and like like the same music right off the bat um and he's a sweet guy and and like and, and i'm kind of in this realm too now like i'm in a different place in my life than i was when i first started doing this show um and i feel like he is too like his story is much different than mine but like older stakes are a little bit higher like it's not just for fun and like instagram follows like it's it's truly like he's there for something very very specific not to say other people aren't but like he's just in a different um kind of season of life and i could relate to that and so you know, during the show, I gave him a lot of advice. And obviously I had, um, I had a dog in the fight because he started dating my good friend, Danielle, who I, I knew before we both did the show, we were really good friends in Nashville. So that's a little scary thing too, of like putting someone, um, tr trying to set up two people. Um, and one of those people is like really, really close to you. Like we've all been there and like you play matchmaker and you're like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And I, I was kind of living in that world of like, I hope I didn't, um, you know, hook up my, one of my dearest friends in the world with someone who was not going to be protective of her heart. And mm -hmm. what I learned was, is that that was not true. Like he, Michael was like the nicest, sweetest guy. And though to kind of go back to answer your question before, when you were talking about like something that like I, I, we didn't, we missed from the, the show, there was a lot more of the Michael Danielle story that we didn't see. And I've done this show for a very long time. And I feel like I can kind of sniff out inauthenticity from a mile away at this point. And um, their story, like on the couch, when she, he finally tells her that uh, he is uh, in fact in love with her, it was mm -hmm. the most authentic thing I've seen uh, on that stage, I think ever. Like she was shocked. Yeah. It was funny because Jesse was trying to get through like prompter reads and like get us into commercial. And she gave zero fucks about that because she was so like caught up in the moment of that thing happening right. that she was like stepping over all of Jesse's lines, which was hilarious to me because, you know, it's sometimes you're like, is any of this real or whatnot? And, um, and from where I was standing, I was like, this is the, one of the mm -hmm. most authentic things 
I've seen on this show and it made me tear up a little bit. And um, I think that's why we watch it, though, is because we get to have those feelings, whether they're laughing, crying or um, anger. Did you did you have any doubt in Brandon and Serene? Like how early on did you know like this couple? Because like watching it, I'm like they for me, I wasn't sure about Michael and Danielle as much because you don't see as much on the show. But Brandon and Serene, I was like, they're going to they're going to get married. Right yeah. after they're going to get I, engaged. Yeah. 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 I think it will. After the first rose ceremony, I think we all were making the joke of like, what are we doing here? Uh, I gave them the advice of like, hey, don't do the thing that everyone does when they find someone they like right, right off the bat. And it's like not engage with people, um, like n- not be fun on the beach. And because I'm like, you'll you'll won't be on the show. Like if you if you're not talking to people or like having fun, like you just will get cut of that show and you'll be so annoyed by it. And they didn't listen. And um, <laughs> I mean, like it was like they were they were so cute and so great. But like Brandon is hilarious. Like he's one of like the funniest guys on the beach. And I was like, hey, stop napping so much with your wife and like <laughs> go do the synchronized swimming thing. I think it'll be fun, you know, like. So, but yeah, we all knew that they were going to get married immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that's what I figured. Very apparent. Was there any other couple that you thought would maybe make it last that didn't or that surprised you that were like, who surprised you the most, I guess? Um, I think that I was most surprised by. Yeah, you got you back. Um, I think I was most surprised by Johnny and Victoria. And I think I was right about that. Um, (laughs) I I was really rooting for for Lace and Rodney. I wanted Lace. She's an old friend of mine. Really? We did VIP three together. Um, and I'm just like kind of rooting for her. Like she just is one. She's just fun to be around. She's mm-hmm. really good on TV. If that makes any sense. Like she's funny. She like will cry for no reason because she's just kind of like a head case. But like make up her the, birthday. Make up like she's just so good. Um, yeah. And I, I and she just deserves. I think the world and Rodney is like the sweetest guy in the world. And I really was rooting for that. But you know what can you do? Liza came in and kind of knocked everything out. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Rodney, then how sad, how heavy was the atmosphere on that beach when he ended up leaving? Because, and I said this on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, it's like one thing for the couples that are breaking up to have emotions and to shed some tears, but I felt like everyone on the beach was crying when Rodney left. Like we've never seen that scale of tears for one person. I don't think before how, how heavy was that? Yeah, it was tough. I think that um, that's a testament to like how good of a guy Rodney is. And I think that's like something that everyone should kind of uh, aspire to be like is someone who's that kind and that generous uh, and that beloved that everyone cried (laughs) when he left. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, no one cried when I left the show. Uh, You know, no one gave a shit. Uh, (laughs) I I should be more like a Rodney, I guess. But yeah, he was just such a lovable guy and um yeah i kind of i kind of wish he was the bachelor looking back you know he would he deserves he deserves fun uh, love yeah yeah that seemed uh, you know extremely dramatic the way everybody was crying when he yeah. left when he left i was like all right you guys you know yeah, i it, get it but it also might have been a thing of like everyone was kind so of uh, you know, worn a bit thin, you know, they've been yeah. ridden hard and hung up wet kind of a thing. Like the, I think everyone was just a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs at that moment. And it just started to all come out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But you know, but you know what I will say? And cause they re-showed it during the finale is like the moment when Rodney went up to address the group and he was like, I think it was, he said he was embarrassed and his voice kind of cracks and he has tears in his eyes. Like, and Ronnie is so pure. He's like a golden retriever, like just is so loving and caring and loyal, like would not hurt a fly. So I feel like in that moment, yeah, like lack of sleep, you have no normalcy to like structure or like daily life things besides like eating and drinking on the beach. So I get why people kind of broke at that point too. Um, 
Okay, Wells, you talked about how you felt like at one point the beach was making you dumber. Yeah. <laughs> in regards to the whole itching, painful fight between Genevieve and Aaron. Do you still stand by that statement? Yeah, I don't I don't know if um if going there every year is making me smarter. I will <laughs> say that. Uh <laughs> But here's the thing. I disagree with like what that doctor said. Like I don't, I, I think that, I think that itch is low level pain. I think. And and so I'll give you this. Do you? I do. So when you get a scab, okay, like you cut yourself and the scab's over, um, at some point it starts to itch and, and you're supposed to, it's, it's like a, I, I feel like it's a thing to like get the scab off, I guess. Do you? Does anyone I, know I, but about? I, I think they're two different sensations. Like pain and itch are different. Okay, so here's my other thing. Have you ever have you ever had poison oak on your on your huevos? Have you ever had poison oak no, on your on your no, on your I'm from pee-pee? Chicago? Okay, <laughs> on my me, eggs. Yeah, well, I was talking about my my testes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I grew up I in California. I want to know what, what kind of situation you're in to get it on your okay. huevos. Yeah, so like, I'll explain this to you. It's not like I'm like whacking off in a <laughs> freaking poison oak bush. So what happens is, and this happened a lot when I was a kid, we'd play like in the backyard and there's poison oak everywhere. And you'd get it on your hands um, and then you'd go to the bathroom and to go to the bathroom for boys, you have to you have to touch it, pull it out. Yeah, you have to gotta pull it out, and so that's how you get it on there. And I, I'm telling you, it's the most painful thing in the world, and it's itch. Okay, so I'm saying it's the same thing. Okay, yeah, but, but like, it, itch, so itch, itch might be the beginning of the pain, but it's they're still <laughs> different. But like, what? Like, this is a, an extreme scenario. Like, what if you just get a mosquito bite? Like, that's not painful. Yeah, it's annoying, and you itch it, and then throw some cream on it, and it's fine. But like, okay, we're getting way too into this fight again, <laughs> and we might be making ourselves dumber. Just. Can you just talk a little about a little bit about Aaron and Genevieve's relationship as a whole? Like from the get-go, did you think they would work out? I will say their fights are very as dumb as they are, pretty entertaining. You know, it's funny, after the show, we all went out to the bar and I was talking to them, uh, mainly Genevieve. I, I was like, I think you guys, I know this is crazy, but I think you guys are perfect for one another. And she was like, how so? What are you talking about? I'm like, well, to be honest with you, as, a, as someone who is married to the love of his life, marriage isn't about finding the person that like agrees with you on everything and everything is super easy. Marriage is work. Like you have to work on things. You have to be, uh, you have to compromise on things. You have to be able to talk. And a lot of the things that Genevieve and Aaron have are amazing. Like they obviously have a lot of um, like spark and romance and they have a lot of the things that you need. What they don't have is communication. And it's not because they're bad at communicating with each other. They're bad at communicating with everybody. It's not just <laughs> locally to, the, to, to each other. They're both two wackadoos. And all they need to do is sit down, maybe with a therapist or something, and talk about their communication practices. And once they do that, I'm sorry, but like they're the most amazing, beautiful, weird couple, and I would love to go on vacation with them. So I'm still holding out hope for those two. Sitting, sitting in the audience, watching them in, in the hot seats, I was like, like make out, get back yeah. together. Like I really <laughs> wanted to see them get back together. Okay, so what you're both saying is, in this case, two negatives might make a positive here. Yeah, absolutely. Opposites attract. Okay. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll, do, do we know? Like, did they, did they talk after the finale? Like, do they have plans to rekindle? Do we have any sense of this? I don't think I so. Don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll ever get back together. I think they Ooh, probably well, hate each other. I want to ask you about Joe or, whoa, not Joe, Jacob and Jill. Do we think they have the potential to go Go the distance here now that they rekindle this little flame. 
I mean, I hope so. I they were like the weird couple on the beach that like, you're like, that's gonna they're gonna get married. It's you know like uh, Evan and Carly. You know when we saw them, and you're like, damn, these two people are super weird, but like maybe perfect for one another. Um, so I hope so. I'm holding out hope for them. I'm still I'm still confused at their interaction at yeah. the reunion and how they even got back together because they were both just like, I'm open to it. I'm also open to it. And that was it. Okay, I just want to know, out of everyone that came down on the beach, either this summer or in the past that is still single, who would you love to see return? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, uh, Lil John. <laughs> I love I Lil John. He was the best. <laughs> He was. He brought so much positive he energy. So yeah. good. So yeah. good. He came in, got, got everyone shots. Uh, I I love that yeah. guy. He was so much. And I remember hearing that and being like, I don't understand why little John's here, but okay, I'm here for it. And then he came, and I was like, I get it. What an amazing grab. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Little John came down at the same time Mara came you down. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Okay, well. Thank you so much for being here. We love having you on Happy Hour. I can't wait to see you on the beaches, hopefully again next year. Um, and until then, enjoy this next chapter of your newly life. Thank you so much. Good seeing you guys. I miss you all. Please come uh, over to Los Angeles and say hi to me. Bye, Walls. And come down to San Diego, too. We I'm miss there. Ya. I'm there. Joe, it's so much fun having you on. You know I miss you. It's always a blast. Let's get into overall what your rose and thorn was from this season because I know that you not only watched it, but you also were there for part of it. So give me your highlight and low light. So my rose is going to have to go to... I'm going to have to give the rose... To Brandon and Serene, they made it all the way through. They're happy at the end. Um, I'm happy for them, and I really think they're going to last. My mm-hmm. thorn is going to go to everyone else. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, my my thorn is going to to everyone who didn't make it. Yeah, my my thorn. Uh, um, man, I. <sighs> You know, I want I actually I'm going to give it to Aaron and Genevieve because I like them both. And I just there's a part of me that I still want them to work. Um, And I don't think they ever will. But I I just I see something there between them. So that's who's getting it. Okay, okay, interesting. So I'm going to start with the thorn and just get it out of the way. I think for me, it was kind of overall a slightly disappointing season and maybe that's just because last year I mean obviously we were there and it was so much fun but I feel like there were so many couples that came out of paradise like what is it now six or seven couples are still together that met on that beach or well some met before but you know what I'm saying yeah there's a and, lot and 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 you know, I, I'm not lumping Brandon and Serene in this or Michael and Danielle because they're still going strong. But it just seemed like it didn't – the algorithm didn't work as well this time around. And maybe chalk it up to, like, the Switch Week or I don't know what. Um, wasn't my favorite, favorite season. But I'm going to say my rose is probably – well – I think it was probably just going back down there when Thomas and I were in Mexico. We saw you and Serena. We were able to grab drinks and dinner one night and just catch up. And it was fun being back down there, but not having the pressure of finding a partner and falling in love because we already did that. And so it was much more fun this time around. And so that's going to be the rose. And then I also have to give a shout out to Brandon and Serene because they are such a freaking cute couple and you I, like you can truly tell that they love each other and I really think that they will work out in the long run um, so congratulations to those two congratulations to Danielle and Michael but Joe before we let you go we do this every week now on happy hour which is sharing a resource because I think it's so important for people to just stay informed and give resources to those who might be needing them or looking for them and don't want to 
have to search too hard. So the resource that I want to share this week, it's a little bit different, but because this upcoming Saturday is Small Business Saturday, I I think it's so important to give back to those small businesses, but especially Black-owned businesses or people who people of color who own businesses. So I'm going to share some of my favorite that I have been to both in San Diego and Minnesota. And then if you want to share some either from Chicago or New York where you live now, um, I have my handy, handy dandy little list here, but a couple yeah, let's do it. black owned, black owned small businesses in Minnesota. I've shared this one before. It is called black garnet books. It's I believe in St. Paul, you can get your books online. The shop just opened about a month ago. And so uh, I love that one. Black Garnet Books. Pimento is one of my favorite Jamaican food places. They have a couple locations. It is delicious. If you like some spice, so good. There's one called Dinolo. If you like to shop and it's a cute boutique with accessories and clothes. And then one it is a fitness class called, I think it's pronounced Zisa or Zessa. I took a class once right after my season and it kicked my butt, but it was so fun. So that's a Minnesota-based one. And then in San Diego, some that I would recommend, Breakfast Bitch, such a fun brunch place. You have to go check it out. Hammond's Ice Cream, Thomas and I are obsessed. Maya's Cookies, Studio Bar for another fitness class, and then any of the restaurants owned by the Trust Group or Brad Wise, Cardellino, Fort Oak are all delicious. Highly, highly recommend. So those are some of my black-owned small businesses to support this Saturday. Nice. And Joey, nice. What about yeah, let's you? go. Uh, let's go in Chicago. Um, I'm gonna do Iname Tavern. Great little spot. Um, Chef Jupe. He's Awesome, awesome chef, and they have Frontier too, which is another um, another bar restaurant. Chill vibes, great spot, great food. Eleven um, Eleven Ahmed's got an incredible bar, and the restaurant, um, I believe, the restaurant was decorated by Virgil, um, who was uh, the creative director of Louis Vuitton before he uh, and then he passed away. But I believe he. Um, decorated, decorated it, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Um, and then let's go. Flaves has a great jerk chicken sandwich. And then I got, um, let's see what else, a Hispanic grocery store, um, Hispanic owned, um, Alweros. There's like six locations. Those are great stores. Um, that's what I got off the top of my head. I knew I couldn't count on you for all the good food spots. You know it. I love it. Well, thank you, Joe. It was so fun having you on. Michelle, we hope you're feeling better next week. And the biggest thank you goes out to all of our Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. And once more, thank you, Wells. We couldn't have gotten through this season without you. Yes, and make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter and TikTok. God, you sound just like Michelle. Perfect. And <laughs> to all of our Prime members, you can listen to Bachelor Happy Hour ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. And before you all go, tell us something about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. And one last thing is that to all of you out there, if you know any men to date our next Bachelorette, we are currently casting. I say we like I'm part of this casting process. I am not. But the show is casting for men for our next Bachelorette. So if you're single or you know somebody who is single, go to the website to nominate or apply. It's going to be at bachelornation.com slash apply. Thank you, everyone. And see you next week. Even though I won't be here, I'll be on clickbait. So you can check me out over there. But cheers. 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 So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the 
only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking, so I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well, and I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.